Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It seems only fitting that we start with a conversation about people who eat people. Ah, people, people who eat people are the unluckiest people. Okay, we'll we'll not sing the entire show, but I will start by telling you speak for yourself that the ethical human cannibals of America would like Army Hammer to just go away. Record scratch. What? Yeah, there are there are what are called ethical human cannibals. Now, we have to talk about this, but before we do, this is what we call a tease. I would like to share with you a story, a development in Army Hammer as a cannibal uh, storyline. Okay. So, a development in the Army Hannibal, Hamminal, Hammerable is a cannibal Hammerable is a cannibal. No, Army Hammer is a cannibal storyline. So this is a, a thing, not just cannibal. That's the word the media gets sucked onto because cannibal, duh. Maybe they take a bite out of it. Hell. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, McGruff. Um, it's not just cannibalism. It's mostly sexual assault and um, other unsavory things that have led Army Hammer to have a critical moment in his career, which has led to him losing actual work. Um, And that has happened again. So I think it was but last week that we... Was it last week or the week before? I mean, time is imaginary. It could have been a year ago, for, for all I know. No, I think it was last week. Uh, we actually, it says weeks after in this variety story, so who knows, but weeks after he was dropped from the rom-com Shotgun Wedding, in which he, you'll remember was supposed to star opposite Jennifer Lopez, well now he will no longer, that is Army Hammer, will no longer star in an upcoming Paramount Plus series, which we've talked about, and I'm sure Holly is waiting uh, upon with bated breath, The Offer. A series on Paramount Plus, which tells the behind-the-scenes story of the making of The Godfather. And lest oh, you yeah. think, lest you think that this is some like scheduling snafu do, or like a well, you know, he wasn't really going to do much anyway. Oh no, he was alleged to be playing the not alleged. He was going to play the lead in that series. Uh, the lead being Al Ruddy, who produced The Godfather back in 1972. This is a 10-episode series um, detailing Ruddy's experience working on the iconic film. They now need a new lead because 
Army Hammer Belector is toxic waste. Okay, so here's my question. What is their statement about this? There is no statement. Ah, okay, which tells you it has everything to do with um, cannibalism and sexual assault. Duh! Yeah. So, um, he's radioactive. And not only is, is Army Hammer radioactive in Hollywood, he's radioactive in his very own cannibal community. Because as I started this segment by saying, the ethical human cannibals of the world would like Army Hammer to go bye-bye. When you're already counterculture and you're ticking off your counterculture yeah, when, friends. When you've lost the cannibals. Yeah, you've lost you've everybody. You've lost everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I think we need to start with step one of this. Ethical cannibals of america well it's it's not a a, i mean that's not like an organization where you have like your (laughs) you know like a membership card and like a fork and knife set fine i'm still confused (laughs) what is an ethical cannibal so there's this piece in slate that i read last night called um well i i basically just read you the headline a piece in slate about ethical cannibalism and here's what my basic understanding is there are people who fetishize the idea of eating people. These are not people per se wanting to, or I should say who get off on like seeing a rump roast and thinking it's human and like sitting down with a fork and a knife. Those people probably exist, but that's not who we're talking about. A so-called ethical cannibal, however, is a person who sexualizes the idea or fetishizes the idea, romanticizes, sensualizes, gets tingles on the idea of eating someone. Meaning... So, So he's halfway there. Meaning we've heard him talk sexually about the idea of eating people yeah but when i say eating people this is the difference so they're actually distancing themselves from army hammer because they're like yeah there's some boundary issues going on here and these people at least in this particular article are not saying like i want to eat your rib these people are looking at photographs for example of a woman you know who's all dressed up and um being put inside like a large crock pot you know like no seriously so let me let me read this for you so a a photographer they they this art um the author of this particular piece it renders you speechless it does well mostly the diet dr pepper is doing that but Uh, it happens but uh the author of this piece in slate spoke to a photographer who identifies as one of these ethical cannibal people and says a photographer himself mookie as this person goes by thought he could do better and set up a website called Mookie's Kitchen, which he filled with shots of women preparing other women to be eaten. I've always approached the website as a safety valve, he said, a fun way to explore the fetish without offering anything remotely like instructions for, you know, killing and eating someone. Um, An anthropologist described visiting his set where they uh, photographed all this stuff. Um... Thusly, the scene is a woman on a giant serving platter going into a giant fake oven. A corn cob and a meat thermometer are shoved places. Okay, so what I am hearing you say is I should not click on this website. I have on the I computer. Okay, and I didn't do it on my home computer because okay. I'm like I don't need no cannibals on my 
history. Yeah, right. Yeah, those are cookies you don't want you to follow. Yeah, around those are internet. those are human cookies. Anyway, so but but my sense is that so it's gross. it's very human sort of theatrical, like let's you know, like like a naked woman on a sushi table, right? Right. Like, which seems a far different thing than like I'm gonna crack open your rib and put it on my green egg back out back, and then like sprinkle some Larry seasoning salt. Uh, and like mow down on it. Well, the other thing about it, okay, so my understanding of like a healthy arrival at a fetish conversation includes um, not really springing it on somebody, right? Like, I want to eat you. Yeah, like having a conversation as adults about like your sexual preferences um, prior to finding yourself in the situation where you're wanting to prefer that. And it seems to me that Army Hammer's way of uh, letting the women in his life know that he has these particular appetites, no pun intended, is to just, like, throw it out there as a sweet nothing. Yeah. And that, to me, does feel a little more sexual assaulty. So... Uh, it's important to then consider some other things that were said in this particular article that uh, the the author um, uh, the author put in this particular piece. In my interviews, cannibal fetishists drew a bright line between their activities and the allegations against Hammer, but also seemed a little protective of him insofar as he should have a right to desire human flesh in peace. Quote. Outing someone specifically for having a fetish is not very acceptable, calling that kink shaming. She said the abuse allegations were a separate issue. She says, I think that the uh, more shocking thing about Army Hammer is that he was not really respecting wishes of some of his partners. He was forcing things a bit. The problem here is that everyone is focusing on his cannibal fantasy, but some of what he admitted was not respecting a partner's wishes. Right. So the cannibal fetish was really just a side story. Um for his part, the Mookie guy with the fake ovens and things. With the crockpot gals. <laughs> he says that if he considers really truly cutting up a human, the mess, the drab little bits of flesh on a paper plate, all the sexiness goes out of it. Okay. That was like a step too far for me. <laughs> I mean. Right? It, like, is, it is encouraging, though, because it's not. I think what when we think of like cannibals, we're just thinking about like. You know, Silence there is the a lambs. difference. I think what this article is trying to make the point of between a, you know, forgive me for just picking an obvious example, Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. versus like a person who wants to see a pretty woman on a like a roasting pan. Like that just seems like a difference. I mean, is that where we're at? Yeah, I am. I don't even know where we are. Like anymore. Surrounded by, you know, vegetables and. A little sage. With an apple in the mouth? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I just, um, I, I do feel like the headline, the cannibal headline has been an attractive thing, right? Because it's a lot to, no pun intended, chew on. Hell. But the bigger issue to me and the conversation we actually should be having more of is how Army Hammer, according to what we know, went about making his preferences known, right? Because that's the part where we can have like an actual relatable discussion about how you communicate to a partner what your preferences yeah. are. Um, 
But like, then you get to the point where you're like, well, yeah, except like, you can't actually eat people. Right. Well, then I feel like that's... Whether you get their permission or not. Right. But then I do feel like, okay, we need to have... Then then maybe that's the second conversation. But that seems like a personal one that Army Hammer needs to be having with a qualified professional. I guess I would just rather know that there are people out there who would like to dress other people up as a taco and think about eating them versus them like actually trying to eat people. Yeah. Like I'm happy. You know, like yeah. it's like big babies. Yes. Like if that's well, your thing, I want you to have your thing. So it is funny because when you first said ethical cannibals, I was like, okay, what? How is how is that going to play all the way out? May I eat your spleen? Right? But you're right. And and to me, there's like hope in that, right? Like if you have a date, if there is a, if there is a thing um, that is dangerous and or illegal and or results in the harm of another person that you find sexually appealing there is clearly there are ways to safely have those needs met yeah right yeah i feel like i feel like that's a conversation worth having but i do feel like army hammer army hammer is, has a again, lot of big fish to fry you under well okay there's another joke there i'm sure um mm-hmm. you know i think the the takeaway is like Army Hammer's just a big D-bag. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Because even the cannibals are yeah, and, not Yeah, and again, it. that's what I was going to say. When you've alienated the cannibals, yeah. you've lost that audience, yeah. you're really in trouble. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. The stupendous Elizabeth Reese has joined us, and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Happy Friday. What a wonderful and kind um, adjective to use. Stupendous. People don't say that enough. I know. I'm really trying to mix in some new big words. Proud of you. Way to go. Are worthy of every, (laughs) every adjective. You are so kind. Let's talk about somebody else getting some wonderful um, just tributes today. And we're talking about Cicely Tyson, who passed away at the age of 96. And uh, Viola Davis posted a really meaningful uh, just message about her relationship with Cicely Tyson. So, and and Cicely's influence on her personally and professionally. Now, remind you that Cicely Tyson played Viola Davis's on-screen mom in How to Get Away with Murder. And Tyson received five Emmy nominations for portraying Ophelia Harkness. I love the name Ophelia. Me too. Oh, gosh, that's a good name. Um, and here's what Viola Davis said. I am devastated. My heart is just broken. I loved you so much. You were everything to me. And this part, I think, is really poignant. She said, you made me feel loved and seen. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...and valued in a world where there is still a cloak of invisibility for us dark chocolate girls. Mm-hmm. You gave me permission to dream... Because it was only in my dreams that I could see the possibilities in myself. She went on and said, I'm not ready for you to be my angel yet. Um, And went on and said, uh, thank you for shifting my life. Thank you for the long talks. Thank you for loving me. Rest well. It was a really beautiful, moving. That is beautiful. Tribute. So, um, looking back at it, just an incredible career. No kidding. You know, it's interesting um, because... I, I got, like everybody does, you know, you get those alerts on your phone yeah. and you have that moment where you're like, oh my gosh. I know. Because we've just had so many significant losses. I know. This year. I mean, there are a lot of people living well into their 90s, which is a joy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's yes. the one thing. Absolutely. Like where you go, okay, she was 96. Right. I mean, she lived a great life. She lived life, a great life. Had an it amazing career. Certainly doesn't mean everyone who loves someone, regardless of how old they are, will wish for one more day with that person. Absolutely. I mean, that's just the truth. But I think, you know, we all hope. So if you can live into your 90s and I mean, be if in you, good health. Yeah. And have, uh, as Colleen said, a successful career. I mean... That's just a moment to, you know, be grateful yeah. for having been around when that person shared their gifts with mm-hmm. us. Totally, totally true. Lots of speculation today all over the place about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Are they engaged because she is wearing a giant ring? Giant. Lies. Oh, I got to look at this ring because I haven't seen it yet. Massive ring on a particular finger. You guys are aware the left ring finger signifies engagement and marriage in our culture and many other cultures. <laughs> so Megan Fox is sporting this ring and lots of people are speculating that they are engaged. Wow, that would I mean, be a bold move. I just think it's kind of a big middle finger to you know who. To Brian Austin yeah. Green. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a middle finger and a big ring finger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, true. that is a large, large gem. Thank you. Like it's not. That you don't, you can't miss it. Well, it's almost like comically large, and like, she's holding it where it's visible. Yeah. Because in pictures of her getting out of this car, she has a beverage in that hand, and then a a bright coat or sweater, yeah. draped over that hand. Like, hey, look right at this hand. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it, it is like I said, it's almost like comically large. It's almost so so set up. I know to. To Bradley's point, to be kind of a middle finger. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny about these two is that they do the same photo expression on their face. So if you see them, like there's a photo of them from the American Music Awards, and they both stare directly at the camera with like an angsty look in their eyes. Yeah. And their teeth together, but their lips oh parted. My gosh. Are you seeing this? Yes, it's hilarious. They're the same expression. It's like they they said to each other, this is how we pose for photos. Yeah, just and this look is how really look. affected. And then have your mouth just slightly open but not smiling. Mm. They enjoy the spotlight, I think it's safe to say. They're loving the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, they are. Just so you know, though, uh, Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green are not officially divorced yet. They are still in the proceedings, according to legal documents. Details, shmeetails. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine Heigl is talking about being labeled difficult in Hollywood and what that did for her. So she said in an interview with the Washington Post, looking back at how she was described in her 20s really pisses her off. 
She's 42 now. And she says, I may have said a couple of things you didn't like. But then that escalated to she's ungrateful. And then that escalated to she's difficult. And that escalated to she's unprofessional. What is your definition of difficult? Somebody with an opinion that you don't like. Now I'm 42 and that stuff, different word, mm-hmm. pisses me off. Mm-hmm. This all happened when she was on Grey's Anatomy from 2005 to 2010. So I just want to add to that. Like, I understand what she's saying. And I think that there's a relatable piece of that, especially when you are a woman who um, is vocal about your opinions. Mm-hmm. But there were the piece that that. Catherine Heigl seems to never take responsibility for was her entanglement with some really like evil behavior that threw her coworkers under the bus and ended up leaving them without jobs. Yes. So there's, you know, yes, I hear her about the being difficult, but there is some self-examination. I feel like she's left unexamined. Yeah. About her role in some other things. She, um, remember when she withdrew her name from contention for the Emmys because she said she did not feel that she was given the material this season to warrant an Emmy nomination. Mm-hmm. And it was an effort to maintain the integrity of the Academy organization. That was her statement. Yeah. I mean, no. that was pretty tough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It seems a little self. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yes. You don't even have to fill in the blank. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, thank you for that dirt alert. Thanks, friends. Have thank a great you. weekend. Uh, we need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey, guys. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds Who's on the phone today? Who do we have on the phone today, Holly? We've got Monica on the phone. We've got Monica on the phone. And what is Monica playing for? Monica's playing for this. A My Talk 1071 t-shirt. Yay. All right, Monica, you ready to play the 30-second pop culture okay. challenge? Yes, I am. All right, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Katherine Heigl played Izzy Stevens on what long-running television drama? Grey's Anatomy. Who played Tracy Turnblad in the original movie version of Hairspray? Ricky Lake. What is the name of Snoopy's bird friend? Woodstock. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey starred in what reality TV series? Newlyweds. Who is headlining this year's Super Bowl halftime show? The Weeknd. Yes! Girl, knocked it out the park. Congratulations. Just like every single one. Right. So even keel. Now, Monica, your information's all set. So someone's going to get in contact with you about your MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. Congratulations, Monica. Nice work. All right. Now that we've answered, well, now that Monica answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hot, hot celebrity gossip mysteries. Oh, flash. Get it. Thank you. 
Here's our first one. Which foreign-born breakout star of that period streaming show is the early frontrunner to play this Marvel superhero? It will be an entirely new alter ego character, not the one portrayed by the recently deceased actor. Oh, it's, it's got to be Bridgerton that guy, guy from that's super Bridgerton. Hot Bridgerton man. I'll take it. Thank you. What's his name? <laughs> Regé Jean Page. Yeah, yeah. He even has a sexy name. Yes. And I'm gonna guess that this is. Um, Black Panther. Dun, dun, yes. Dun. So we'll have to keep our eyes on the trades for this announcement. Apparently, Regé Jean Page, the star of Bridgerton, is an early front runner to play Black Panther. Now, this will be an entirely new alter ego character, not the same character played by Chadwick Boseman in the original Black Panther movie. Yeah, because they said they weren't doing no funny business with that movie. Mm-mm. Do you yeah. know that I still have not seen that movie? What? What's wrong with you? I know. It's a good one. I, mean, I know. Kids, it's probably your kids on Disney didn't Plus. See it? They've seen it. Oh, oh, you just didn't see it with them. I just didn't see it. My husband took them once when I was out of town. Rude. It's on Disney Plus, I'm sure. I know. I, I'll have to remedy that maybe this weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Regé Jean Page. He's so attractive, it makes me uncomfortable. He's super. <laughs> it like, like hurts. Wow, this is real life, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I, I were a person who I'm looked, stop looking at pictures now, right? <laughs> if I were a person that looked like that, like that amazing, I don't think I'd ever put a mirror down. You know what I mean? I would just sit there and be like, "Gosh, I bet he doesn't realize." I mean, I'm sure he knows he's attractive, obviously, from his career, but but I I'll, I feel like people like him sometimes just have no clue. Because mm. how would you if that's the skin you've always had? Right, you're he probably just... has insecurities, which would just make us. Weep. Mm. No. So we'll move on. No, there's nothing to feel insecure about Reggie. No. Blinded by the right. Good job on that first celebrity gossip ding, ding. mystery. Here's another one. A few years ago, the one named talk show host was super rude and dismissive towards this elderly woman that she assumed to be a fan. Fast forward a couple of hours later. And the one named talk show host realized the woman is an actress about to be presented the the same (laughs) award the talk show host was receiving. The talk show host tried to make amends, but the actress was having none of it. Well, it's Ellen. Is it Ellen? And then is it Betty White? Uh, Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. But we don't presumably know the elderly woman. No, we do. Oh, we do. Yes. Is she an actress? Well, yeah. The blind item said she was an actress. (laughs) Um, so Ellen didn't know a woman. What kind of an award? Can we get a hint on that? Um, I will tell you that it is the highest civilian honor in the land. Oh, so it was like the, the Presidential Medal, Medal of Freedom. Freedom. Okay. And the actress was not Betty White. Not Betty White. Cloris Leachman? No. Oh. Are we on the right track? Well... Think of the news of the week. Cicely Tyson. Oh, no. That is terrible. Oh, no. Ellen. That is horrible. God, she's terrible if this is true. So, let me fill in the blank for you. Oh, no. A few years ago, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, (sighs) was super rude and dismissive towards an elderly woman that she assumed to be a fan. 
Now, fast forward a couple of hours later, and Ellen DeGeneres realizes the woman is Cicely Tyson, and she is also being presented the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm-mm. Ellen DeGeneres tried to make amends, but Cicely Tyson was not here. Good for oh her. I'm sorry, but good for her. Oh, they both received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016. Mm-mm. That I just hope for the sake of Ellen and her soul that <laughs> that's not true. Because you're not living that one down. I, why do I just... Even Jesus is going to look... Mm-hmm. He's going to raise an eyebrow. St. Peter's going to have his pen yeah. out and mm-hmm. be like... Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I see here mm-hmm. we've had... Yeah. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. going to have to maybe get Sammy Davis Jr. up here to negotiate <laughs> on your behalf. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yikes. Ooh, that makes me really... You know what? The, the piece about that that is so believable to me is that I do believe that Ellen probably is more rude to people who she thinks are fans than she is to people who she sees as an equal. Well, because oh, fans can't do anything Which is for so her. gross. That's, but that's like every... Oh, I don't want to say it's every celebrity. That's a lot of celebrities. It's there are a gross. lot of people who don't... Yeah. I can I can totally see that behavior being um The huge... Ugh. <sighs> Let's move on. To another celebrity gossip mystery. Now, there's no clear answer to this celebrity gossip mystery, but it's just fun to think about nonetheless. What now deceased brother from an acting family would frequent a restaurant in Santa Monica nearly every night? Each night, he would drink one whole 750 milliliter bottle of Booker's 126 proof bourbon that the restaurant ordered especially for him, eat sometimes two 24 ounce porterhouse steaks and several sides a chocolate cake or two. Oh, that sounds delightful. Minus the bookers. Chris Farley? I mean, is he from an acting family? I mean, his brother Kevin is an actor. I mean, I suppose that could be it. Again, I don't, there's no clear answer on this one. Just wanted to present to you maybe mm-hmm. perhaps a less depressing. So who player. else is in the comments? Are, is there anybody else in the comments? Uh, you know, in the comments, some people are talking about Sean Penn's late brother. Chris oh. Penn, which I mean, sure. I forgot that he had passed away. Yeah, and then somebody said John Belushi, but I don't necessarily. I don't I, know. That was going to well, be, be my other gas. Who lives, I almost lives said that in. was going to be my other gas. That'll be later. Um, I would imagine that this is somebody who's in California. Yeah. If you're going to the same Santa Monica yeah. restaurant every night. So I don't know who Two this 24 is. 24-ounce porterhouse. I mean, that's just impressive. Yeah. That I again, am impressed. Coming back to the movie, The Great Outdoors, when they have the, the steak eating contest. Who could accomplish that? Because it's always the sides that get you. They want you to eat the big steak, but then they also want you to eat the potatoes. And that's going to just <laughs> expand in your belly. Yeah. Yeah. Who has time for potatoes? Nobody's much. got time mm. for potatoes. No. Holly, uh, bang up job on the uh, blind items today. Thank NT Lawyer. Thank you, NT Lawyer, for showing up for us. Please continue to dump your blind items uh, in a timely fashion so that we are able to successfully complete our mission. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a little pre-bag. That's a D-bag that is not ready for its time <laughs> later in the show. It's more of a C-bag, if it's, you will. C comes before D. Oh, thanks. Okay, perfect. We're going to <laughs> I get it now. We're going to have a little sea bag pre bag after this on my talk 1071.
Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And we have a little uh, pre bag. It's a pre D bag. Let's I don't do even it. Know what, okay, let's try it. Yeah. yeah. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> there you Get go. It. Yep. <laughs> Okay, please don't. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this is earlier than you would normally hear a D-bag, Lord and Lady D-bag, celebrities being boobs. Um, But we had so much today, we had to throw in a little bit in the first hour. And today, I would like to crown our first uh, bag of D, one Tom Brady. And actually, not just Tom Brady, People Magazine. We'll get to people eventually, but let's start with Mr. Brady. Because I saw this article, you may find it not that shocking to believe that Tom Brady would be in a headline or two as we approach approach Super Bowl? Yeah, the big game. Yeah, is that it's this next Sunday. Oh, okay. dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, don't care. Uh, d- <laughs> most days don't really need to know what Tom Brady's also, up to. I'm pretty sure he's playing in the game, yes, so I don't know why he needs to be talking about anything other than... Because that's why. Okay. This is how you prep for the big yeah. game. <laughs> so he wants to give you some advice on how to prep for the big game, because he knows you'll all be on your couch, and I bet a lot of our listeners are like, yeah, I'm going to be watching the big game. What am I going to make for the big game? I'm going to make some chicken wings, and I'm going to make some dip. Well, Tom Brady, you know he's a healthy guy. Um, he wants to contribute to the things uh, that you're making for the big game. Okay, can I make a guess? Is he telling us that we need to go like foraging for mushrooms and um, other types of maybe like uh, grasses and kale? Uh, no, but it's not far behind. He actually wants to share his favorite guacamole recipe. Yeah! Which, of course, he does because guacamole is just some vegetables. Right. Okay. Anyway, um, you can imagine that when Tom Brady shares his favorite guacamole recipe ahead of the big game, um, it's going to be obnoxious because, again, he's super duper healthy. Well, I, whenever I see celebrities sharing recipes, I, I'm a sucker for a recipe. You click. So I clicked on over. I'm like, okay, here's the thing I know about guacamole, though. Mm hmm. There's no recipe for guacamole. No, you can accidentally make you guacamole. You can literally just put avocados, salt, and pepper in a bowl. Mm-hmm. That's guacamole. Mm-hmm. You don't even need the salt and pepper. You can just put mashed avocados in a bowl, and somebody will eat it like it's guacamole. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, it doesn't take a lot of effort. So I'm thinking to myself, what is Tom Brady going to do to guacamole that's so amazing and unique, right? Chia seeds. Chia seeds. <laughs> Oddly, no, there's nothing quite that delightful in it. Um, here is Tom Brady's TB12. That probably is some sports reference I'm not aware of. I think it's just it's Tom Brady number. 12. This is number 12. Okay. Sure. Well, it's the TB12 method. God, you guys are so butch. Um, <laughs> in his recipe for chunky guac, we have the following. A quarter diced white onion. Rinsed and strained. What? Okay, who strains who, who strains who rinses onions? Their onion? One garlic clove, not rinsed rinse and strained. It? Ew. <laughs> not what? What, uh, not rinsed and strained garlic clove, just finely grated or minced. Uh, one garlic clove, one sad, sad garlic clove. Okay. I would I would argue mm-hmm. that's not enough. Anybody who no. puts one garlic clove in anything, I don't got time for you, honey. Mm-hmm. Just don't put it in there. 
Uh, okay, a quarter teaspoon. Again, anybody who puts a quarter teaspoon of anything in a dish, what? A quarter <laughs> teaspoon of ground coriander. The only thing that you should be putting a quarter teaspoon of anything in is clove. Uh, because it is a It'll lot. It'll overpower your Don't put it more than an eighth. Anyway. Also, don't put clove, don't put clove in your in guacamole. Your guacamole. Uh, also in Tom Brady's guacamole, a half green jalapeno. I'm assuming he means one half of a green jalapeno, not a, a, a jalapeno not just, that's it's half only green. partially green. Also... A Just half throw the a rest jalapeno? of it in there. What are you going to do with the other half? And it has to be seeded and finely diced. It's optional, though. A tablespoon of fresh lemon or lime juice plus one teaspoon of zest. Uh, this is my favorite ingredient. A half a teaspoon of Himalayan salt. Parentheses. You can add more to taste at the end. One right. But it has to be Himalayan. Yeah, no, it, it actually don't need to be Himalayan. It can just be any kind of salt you got. Mm-hmm. A one ripe avocado, a Haas avocado, by the way, not the other one, the big one. I don't know what those big ones are called. Uh, and then twelve fresh basil leaves. That's his signature, you guys. What? Basil leaves. Mm-hmm. That does not belong. No, no, that does not I mean, belong in there. I'm just telling you. <laughs> now, as if that's not enough. People Magazine, by the way, wasting our time with Tom Brady's basic guacamole recipe. What does Tom Brady know about guacamole? Anyway? Well, obviously nothing. Um, with 12 basil leaves, right? But that's not all. But wait, there's more. Do you know what sets Tom Brady's guacamole apart from all the rest that you'll be enjoying this Super Bowl Sunday in a week and a half or so? Week? What? Um, he eats it off of his wife. <laughs> that would be news and actually <laughs> worthy of the column inches. No, he wants you to quote, skip the chips. Oh, geez. You guys. What's the point then? Is he going to eat it off his hands? Just like just lick it, it right out of his palm? <laughs> yeah. Just scoop it in? So Tom What Brady, does he want us to put it on? Well, yeah. Tom Brady, in perhaps a controversial turn of events, even People Magazine understands this is trash. In a perhaps controversial turn of events, though, Brady calls for you to, quote, skip the chips and serve it with veggie sticks Mm -mm. or sweet potato toasts. Now, would you like to know what a sweet potato toast is? No, because that's not a thing. It literally is not a thing. But do you want to know what lies in trash this is? Yeah, tell me what they think sweet potato toast is. You take a piece of sweet potato that's been sliced, and you put it through the toaster twice. Mm. No. A piece of sweet potato, plain. No. Stick it in your toaster twice, Mm -mm. and you have... I'll tell you where you can... Sweet potato toast. I'll tell you where you can (laughs) stick it twice. Um, that's not a thing. Sweet that's, potato toast is not a thing. That's, that's just not a, a thing. That's just a sweet potato. It's just a sweet potato. That's not going to taste good after two cycles through the toaster. Also, I, don't I have to put, put my it, bread in the toaster. I don't want to put it in my toaster. I no. don't think that you don't want to gunk sound, up your toaster. No. Anyway, Tom Brady is full of lies. And anybody who skips the chips with their guacamole, unless you're on some sort of like medical uh, diet, I don't want to hear from you. Like, if you're gluten-free, fine. You you have already come up with something better. Then you can have Siete s- chips. Those are the best. <laughs> or the Beano chips. Or yeah, there's called. other options. Both are delicious. Yeah. 
No, I don't need... I would rather you eat it with a spoon yeah. than try to stick a carrot in that guacamole and no. lie to yourself that, that it's worth eating. That's going to ruin the guacamole. Yeah. Seriously, don't do it. Also, can we just... Sh- Remember I told you we're going to shame People Magazine quickly? Is it going to be for the first sentence? Uh, it's not even the first sentence. The thing before the first sentence? Products in the story yeah. are independently selected and featured editorially. Yeah. If you make a purchase using these links, we may earn a commission. What are they trying to make money off of? Oh, his book. Yeah. The TB12 method, how to do what you love better and for longer. Oh, God. It's a New York Times bestselling lifestyle book. Well, of course book. it is. I mean, I get it. Tom Brady, he is like the quarterback of all quarterbacks of all time, allegedly, supposedly. And he's old in football years. So I get it. But don't listen to him when it comes to guacamole. No, he's definitely doing it wrong. Actually, I don't know that. I also just have a hard time with the concept that People Magazine is pushing that they like called him up and they were like, Tom, do you have a really great guacamole recipe that we can feature in our publication? Like that didn't actually happen. No, it absolutely did not happen. Also, those sweet potato toasts. That links to a story that people did on their own website. Yeah. So he didn't offer that as a suggestion. No, they're using him. Yeah. For trash. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got to talk about something tragic that we just learned uh, from Subway. <laughs> Everybody buckle in. It's going to be rough after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.